We're back. I'm hoping you heard that because I think I just yelled into the mic. Welcome back to a, another episode of Virtus Podcast. We have a resident client, a, a, a moderately OG, I would say. Ish. Yeah, I'd say ish. Ish. I'd say, I'd say ish. Yeah. Part of the furniture. Yeah. Uh, today we have Steph, formerly new one, now Maskeel. Correct. Nailed it. I was nervous. <laughs> Got uh, it. Steph, for those who don't know, and everyone knows Steph and everyone loves Steph because Steph cooks for everyone and Steph makes people smile. Steph is a long-time Virtus client who's been around for five years. Yeah, five this like June or yep. July. Yeah. Yep. I think it's five years. Yep. I was having a look at it today, actually. Yeah. Well, well, I actually was. Well, you doing your research. I try to. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, Steph and I are going to talk about a whole bunch of things today. And Steph, would you like to, uh, one, introduce yourself and then let's let's introduce your topic for the day. Oh, hi, I'm Steph. I... Hi, I'm Steph. I play netball. I play, yeah, I play netball. <laughs> I like to bake. Um, Give I, me a Steph starter pack. I listened to Shane's episode today, which isn't out yet, but I was just I know, going I'm looking back. at the board. It's going it's back right, and coding some stuff. And I actually started off that podcast with Give Me a Starter Pack. So, hey, Steph, give me a starter pack. A Steph starter pack? A Steph starter pack. Oh, That's a mouthful. Okay. If I was a starter pack, <laughs> it's going to be Tyler sneaking into the room. No, I'm kidding. As per usual. As per usual. Get out of here. <laughs> Double thumbs up. Um, it'd be... Jeez, I don't know. That's hard. That's Th- why I ask it. Yeah, I know. Books. Books. Baking. Coffee. Coffee. Weekend warrior. Yeah, massive weekend warrior. And just all round nerd, I think. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. Love being a nerd. I tell my kids all the time. Not my own children. Just I don't have children, but I teach children. Just (laughs) mother, if you're listening... (laughs) Hey, she's a subscriber now. I downloaded it on her phone and subscribed yeah, her to YouTube. Yeah, she asked me. She's yeah, like, how do I get it? Because I really want to listen to you. Yeah. So, hi, mom. Love you. <laughs> no, I'm not pregnant. Yep. So, every time I reference children, <laughs> I'm not referencing my own. How did that go after your wedding? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. It was too easy. I've got words. sitting there in front of me. <laughs> Served it up on a platter. Steph, before we uh, officially, officially kick things off, give me a heart rate check, please. Oh, Okay. For everyone playing at home, Steph has an Apple Watch, so give us five minutes. Whoa, Sub, whoa. Subpar system. More of a fashion accessory. <laughs> See? Look, we're still waiting. Yeah, I wanted to get 78. That's, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. My resting is... Oh, no, it's got 76 now. Just, My resting is like 48, 49. But that's like... You're doing thing. a light jog. My <laughs> <No. laughs> well, well, light jogs were getting up there. No, no it's not getting up there. Gentle stroll through the park. How's your day been, Steph? It's been pretty good, actually. Um, work as usual, but got to head out and coach SIS basketball with the seniors, and we got the W, which was awesome. Coach Carter. Uh, wouldn't go that far, but yeah, that was fun. Kids are cool. I like going out and doing things that aren't in the classroom with them, because then they sort of really show them their personalities. You get to know them. You get to cater what you do for them as well it helps you bond on a different like on a different level i think which is really important yes steph what's the makeup of your week look like what do you do day to day for those that don't know what oh. you do what do you do i am a very regular 6am vgt 
slash athletic, try to be athletic warrior. Uh, human. Warrior. Warrior. I battle, but we're getting there. Baby <laughs> no, giraffe. that's not what I meant by warrior. <laughs> no, um, I battle, but we get there. It depends on the day sometimes. I'm like, yep, we're on. And some days, you know. So just like everyone else. Just normal. like everyone else. Yep. So I'm, d- yeah, I'm a massive 6 a.m. Uh, goer. I like training in the mornings. I'm not an Arvo. Yeah, I can't. I can't do afternoons. I really battle. The only time I train in the afternoons is normally. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> on a Thursday. Um about this time, and then I'd head off to netball training after. But then I shoot off to work, get to work about 7.30-ish. What do you do for work? I am a high school teacher at John Paul College in Frankston. Of what? I teach VCE, biology, and psychology. Um, so that's been – I've been doing that for the last couple of years. That's been a lot of fun. I like the challenge of VCE. The content's more stimulating. Most of the time the kids are more invested because they choose the subject – but I also give them my Coach Carter-esque talk during rollover the year before. Um, give me a give me a, give me a rundown. Oh. Run me through one of those speeches, shall we? Oh, okay. So we have, we <laughs> always try and set up a, with all of the kids in the cohort for the of that subject, we get them in, we hand them out all the materials. So it's always a binder. It's always a notebook that's split into key study skills, key and like study design points, their textbooks, all their codes, all of that. And I said, that's my present to you. Okay. And that's when you're going to stop liking me. Mm. And like some kids pop off and they laugh, especially kids who have had me before. And I said, this year is probably going to be the hardest year of your life. I said, if you can get through units one and two of this subject with me, I can guarantee you, you will be fine (laughs) for units three, four. And that's not me being dramatic or me trying to be mean it's just me trying to set realistic expectations for them and I'm like it's going to be really hard like the workload is hard I'm going to and then I get giggles because I say this I said I want to ride you really really hard because you've I'd not probably giggle like yeah <laughs> and like I not I smirk I do smirk nah, a I can bit. imagine because you're like you lead them down the alley yeah but it's like I couldn't like, it sort of breaks the ice a little bit, but I was like, I want to ride you really hard, and there are going to be days where you're going to want to give up, and there are days where you're going to think, I genuinely hate her. But I'm like, I can also guarantee at the end of the year that if you make it through, you're going to thank me after. Mm-hmm. Because I've set you up with all of the skills, with all of the resilience that you're going to need, because from next year, you're not just battling against the kids in your class or at this school. You're battling against kids all over Victoria who have private tutoring, who, you know, have in-house tutors who will get up at five, do a bit of study, go to school, come home and study till nine. You'll be battling those kids. So I'm like, I'm just trying to give you a little bit of a leg up if you don't have those things at your disposal. Because I know, like, I know where I work. I know the socioeconomic status there. Like, some of them are battlers. And if I can give something to them that's completely free that's a life skill, maybe that's the extra 1% or 2% they need to succeed. I'm feeling very inspired. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then some kids cry, go to the VCE coordinator and drop out. Yeah. You're going to get that. Yeah, but the VCE coordinator, the first year I did it, she's like, I don't like having this kids coming to my door crying situation. And I was like, I set my expectations. If that's yeah. not for them, that's not for them. And I literally say to them, there's the door. If this is not for you, that is okay. 
you can leave now and find another subject. Because if you try to battle through semester one, like unit one or unit two, and you're failing everything, that's not benefiting anyone. It's only downhill from there. It's only downhill <laughs> from there. And then the following year, she goes, I haven't had kids cry yet. I'm like, don't worry. I haven't had the they're talk coming. yet. <laughs> I was like, they're, they're, they're on their way. I'll buy you a box of tissues. And she's like, great. And now they understand that process. I don't purposely make them cry. Some of them are just... Some of them are like Depends. me. They're, they're sensitive souls. I've met some of your former students. I'd want to make some of them cry too. <laughs> Thinking of one in particular. Jasper, you yeah, said. He's not, he's, he's not going to listen to this. It doesn't matter. Smack talk him all we want. Watch him be like, hey, you guys spoke about me. Yeah, but look how he's fitting in the last two weeks. He's done great. Can't get rid of him now. Yeah, I know. It's weird seeing him at 6 a.m. every morning. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Nightmares. Literally. <laughs> Steph, run us through your topic of the day. What are we going to talk about later? I think we're talking about uh, mindset. Yes. I think we've heard a sprinkler of mindset, which will be cool because Tess brought it up the other day um, when we were talking about it. She wanted to know how I switch on and off in all of my roles. Um, yeah, which I'm really, really excited about. I never really talk about it in conversation. I sort of just here and there, sometimes with the kids, but when you're talking to kids, it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to talk about? Just my weekend warrior things, <laughs> baking. I did say to you before this, I think I'm going back to the, might hit the kitchen soon yeah. and bake some bake some new things. Mm-hmm. I had a cookie before I came. You did? Little I was like, booster. which cookie did you have? He's like, chocolate. I'm like, Mitch, they've all got chocolate. Come on. I knew exactly what I was eating. He likes I just to bake me. It just dangle the fruit. He literally, oh, all the time, he's like, hmm. And I, makes you I, feel better. It's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That does make me feel better. You know how like, you make kids cry? I make people angry by doing that. So. <laughs> but it's never malicious reasons. No. We get that. Just hold it out in front and see if they're going to nibble. Sometimes they bite. Sometimes they don't. I yeah. always bite. Yeah, let's be always bite. Yeah. You got to know where to poke. Yeah, you're very good at that. You're like... Mm. Not even poke. Just like tap on the shoulder. Yeah, gentle. A gentle... Yeah. That's a very satisfying sound. <laughs> Georgia, cut it up. Yeah, we can just put that on a repeat. I'm going to need that. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, see, it's, it's good. It's really nice in the ears, yeah. yeah. We were playing around with the microphones before and I may have, who would have thought, was being a pest. There's Stop it. Visual sound effects and breathing and all sorts of other things. Sloping the Red Bull. Yes. Little pick me up. Little pick me up. Little mid, well, technically my midweek. Sugar free. My hump day. Your hump day, yeah. Thursday. Oh, because you go through to. Fourth day of the week. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. From here, Sundays. And Saturdays. And Fridays. You don't get a day off. You just no. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Short term pain, long term gain. Hundred percent. I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about weekend warrior first. Weekend warrior, Steph. Yeah. What does that include? Oh, she's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> she's she confirmed terrifying. She's, she, uh, I will openly admit, if you ask anyone, I am terrifying. Uh, play netball for YCW. This is my third season with them. Took a few years off, and by a few years, I took about a decade off between netball dresses. Had a Rico at 15, 15 or 16, I think it was 15, and I just took some time off, tried to go back, wasn't the same, lost the love for it, and then life got in the way, uni, work, didn't have time, wasn't really missing it, then started playing sort of like that weird indoor netball with the nets. Yep, I yeah. can imagine it. Yeah, it yep, was, it was, yeah, it was weird, because I still don't, people bounce the ball off the nets, and I'm just... Yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd be it's weird. It's like, I'm like a laser. I'm like a cat, a laser. I'm like a cat with a laser. Like I'm like a laser. I'm like a, la- I'm not like a laser. I'm like a cat with a laser. I don't really know where the ball goes. I can't, I can't track it off the net. 
Um, but then, yeah, I think I had a conversation with you and I think with KP and stuff. And I was like, I think I want to just like attempt going back to Nepal. I said I, I attempt because like really 10 years off, not really playing any organized netball of any kind. The skill levels are so high now. And like I'm a naturally pretty athletic person, but when you're not using it day in, day out, and you're going up against people who do it day in, day out, and they play for multiple teams, and I've always had, I, we all know this, I sort of self, I, I have self-doubt. I'm just like, I, yeah. just, I just don't know, and I hate failing. Something we're working on. Better at it now. Much better. Much better at it now. Um, oh, and if I sound congested, everyone, it's because I still have a bit of a cold. Took a couple of Mitch backhands. Yeah, I think your tactic works because you don't buy too much into it. No. Which is really nice. It's sort of Only like a drive-by. You You'll be fine. And I went, oh, okay. Mm. Um, this so too I, shall yeah. pass. Yes. I tried out for YC. Would have been 2019. Joined another cult. Joined an, I joined another cult. I was <laughs> originally going to try out for Mornington because Tessie Cooper. Yep. Was a Mornington girl. Now she left us. And now she's left us for the little little Jack island. Jumpers. Yeah. Hey, she's killing it though. Yeah. Love you, Tessie. Very Tessie. Um, and then KP caught wind of it. Cherie, one of my girlfriends, caught wind of it. Span caught wind of it. And they're like, absolutely not. You're trying out for YC. <laughs> I was like, oh. And KP was so adamant. She's like, you're trying out for YC. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I tried out. Well, before that, we did. How many months of pre-season did we even do before trying out? I want to say like four to six. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I approached Mitch I think really it early. Felt longer than what it was. Yeah, but that's because we like head dove headfirst into it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I approached Mitch really early on, and sort of I've always been the person that's like I want to if I'm going to try to do something, I want to go all in and I want to give myself the uh, best possible chance of succeeding because then if I don't succeed I was like well I tried everything I could like I did everything I needed to and it just wasn't going to happen tried out made the team which is awesome sadly 2020 the year to forget Mm. didn't get off the ground (laughs) so we just had a really metaphorically we did do some jumping we did yeah we did do some jumping (laughs) but the season did not get off the ground so we just did like a really so we were long even pre-season. more over prepared. <laughs> we did so we did we had the longest preseason ever. I yeah. ran, I jumped, did all of it. Had a half season in twenty twenty one. It was a good first season back. I was happy with it. Um, didn't quite finish the season off because of COVID was still lingering, mm-hmm. and then had a full season last. Missed the last two or three games. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Shit feels like five years ago. We came back. I think I remember coming back. We had a break, came back, played Rosebud at Rosebud. And then that Sunday or Monday, we were back in lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't finish the season. But overall, it was a pretty good season. I was happy. It was a good first season back. No complaints. And then last season, got a full season in. Yeah, go on. Talk about it. I'm going to make you talk about it anyway. Oh, what? The fact that we were the only team that didn't make the grand final? Well, not that. <laughs> not that. The success, personally. Success was all right. I did okay. Yes. Yeah. I was happy with the way I went about it. But that was more a personal challenge for me. Yes. I'm like, can I still do it? Did all the work that I put in, in here, on the track, did that all pay off? And it did. 
which is really nice. Didn't get the, didn't get obviously the, the, the outcome outcome, but I think the process was a win overall. What did you enjoy about the process? And what did you not enjoy about the process? It's just so much jumping. <laughs> Saw that coming. Yeah, it's just so much jumping. Like a lot of, a lot of jumping. And I still have the fear in the back of my head that it's not even my knee blowing out. It's my back blowing out. Yeah. Like Fine. I've had a couple of back issues on and off um, the last few years since I was maybe 22, 23. And I'm what, 29 now. And Spring it's been on chicken. and off. Spring chicken. Got them good jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the Mama Leanne jeans. <laughs> I want to look like this until I'm 60 and then I'm going <laughs> to lose two feet, wear a puffer jacket and shuffle around with my hands behind my look back. Look like I'm 85. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows. Leanne's Everyone can picture there. it. Yeah, I know. Leanne's not there yet though. Oh, no, she's spring not. Spring chicken. She's spring chicken. She's great. Anyone who doesn't know, Le- Mum and Leanne's my mum. She's I think a little pocket knows. rocket. Everyone knows. What Everyone have you enjoyed about before we... Oh, no, I want to talk about this later. Talk about it. I want to talk about your mum later. Okay, we can do that. I was going to like jump ahead, but I'm not done talking about Weekend Warriors stuff. Oh, Weekend Warriors. What do you like about the process? It's just, it's so methodical. It's so methodical. And at the same time, I don't know if it's the way you program it, but sometimes we do exercises and I'm like, my brain doesn't make the connection. I'm like, I don't know how me doing this is going to translate to me holding my position in the circle or me out jumping someone who's six foot one when I'm five foot nine and a half on a good day. Like I just didn't get that, but just trusting the process and just being like, okay, leave it to the professionals. I don't have to think I just got to come in. I just got to do it. And it also gives me time just to like shut my mind off and just, just get shit done. Sorry, mom. I am very, very careful with my language. I know, I know. I'm also like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to get back at it later. But she's, I haven't dropped anything yet. So. She's got she's to cover the both of us, probably. I was going to yell at her. But she's also going to be like, were you still sick when you recorded this? Yes, mum. I am still unwell. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. We're all fine. It's all Rob's fault. I have this cold because of Rob. Oh, Rob. We'll also talk about him later. We are definitely yeah. talking about him later. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Hi, Rob. What do you want to do with Nepal? Hey. What do you want to do with them? I just want to win grannies, <laughs> but I just, I love this. I love the game. I've always loved the game and because of things that was partially outside my control, partially because who I am back then stopped me from loving it and continuing on that journey. Like I was never going to be a professional netballer. Maybe when I was 13, every 13 year old thinks they're going to be professional. Like that's just what it is. And then you grow up and you play outside of your school team or you play outside of your squad team and like I did okay like I played a grade squad you know I got up there we tried out for states all that kind of stuff that was awesome but then the pool of amazing netballers went from like the size of a tennis ball metaphorically to the size of a yoga ball yeah and very quickly I realized oh (laughs) I am small fish big sea literally and I spent so many years and it's I had fantastic coaches but they told me how good I was and yes I was I like I'm not gonna be like oh no I sucked I was good I was a good junior netballer I was taller than most I was stronger than most I was probably more aggressive than most that hasn't changed shock me (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't have to work very hard for it so I had the natural ability I didn't have the hard work. I didn't have the work ethic. 
So when that pool grew, I'm going up against people who probably had the same natural ability as me, but they also had the work ethic that I wasn't ready to commit to yet. So instead of being like, hmm, maybe I should work harder, I just got angry. I just got resentful. I just got, why can't I do this? Why are they better than me? As opposed to, what can I do to be better than them? And towards the end, had a couple of injuries I had. I tore two ligaments in my right ankle, a severe grade two on two of them in a semi-final. Uh, so I missed the grand final on that one. Came back, movement wasn't the same. I didn't have, we didn't have SNC like we do now. We didn't have physios that rehabbed us the way we do now. So came back super clunky and then the knee went. Siri's joining in on the conversation. Welcome Siri to the podcast. Uh, she always gets in the way. Um, and then I did the knee pretty soon after. I did a PCL playing school netball. I was out for eight weeks. Came back. Physio gave the all clear. Definitely didn't do all of the rehab I probably should have looking back now. And then came back, was doing a skipping drill. Year 11 PE with Curtis Stone. I still remember. Sounds like a rock star. He's amazing. Mm. Shares a name with the chef as well, which is really cool. Yeah, I was like, it sounds awfully yeah. familiar. Um, jumped up, landed, knee blew out, ACL, PCL, MCL, gone. Kaputsch. Literally <laughs> gone. And I was in hysterics. Not because I was in pain, because anyone who's done an ACL know that the pain is bad, but it's not awful. You just can't walk on it, which is the most bizarre thing. Yeah. I was crying because I was just so upset that it was yet another injury and probably now I look back at it, like the nail in the coffin of netball for me mm-hmm. then. That was probably the universe's way of saying, you need to step away. This game is not serving you at this moment. How did you come to terms with that? Or did you come to terms with that? I don't think I ever really did. I think as a 15, 16 year old, you're just sort of in denial all the time. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on rehabbing my knee just to have quality of life again, that I just, I just, I was genuinely in denial. Didn't play when I went back post Rico, did the 12 months. I literally, mum and I like signed up for a 5k fun run on the one year anniversary of my reconstruction. So the 6th of December. And on that day we were going to go, it was like a breast cancer fun run. And that was my goal to be able to run that fun run. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Sounds fair. Anyway. Um, but like I rehabbed really well because I refused to do what I did previously with my other ones. Rehabbed amazingly. I was my rehab. I was out of the knee brace in six weeks instead of eight. I was off crutches in three instead of five or whatever the timing was at the time. And I'm like, this is great. I had se- I was on school holidays. I had seven weeks at home. Couldn't go anywhere. So I just smashed my rehab, but not once did I attempt to join the school netball team again. Didn't look at it, didn't look at the sign-up, didn't even attempt to go to the tryouts. Um, had the netball coach at school saying, hey, and I'm like, and I just went, it's VCE, it, I can't. And I sort of just closed, I closed that door pretty tightly for a while. So it wasn't until started watching netball on TV, like when Suncorp and ANZ netball got big again, 
sort of in my 20s and I'm like, I do miss it. I miss the competitive nature of it. I miss the athleticism of it. And that was that's was a long f- couple of years of getting the ball rolling for me to be mentally ready to, to make, potentially step back on court again. When did you realise, I want to come back? Do you, you have a moment? I probably did. I probably I can't actually recall what the moment was, but I reckon it was in one of the weird like indoor netball games that I played, and it was like Steph, we need you to go into goal attack. I was like, okay, and then they popped me in defence, and then they're like, we really need you to run centre. And anyone who knows me, not a massive runner, but like uber competitive, so I'm not going to let anyone outrun me purely because I want to beat them. But I think. Just the feeling of they're like, we're going to put you here because we need you to plug holes was like, huh. Because I stepped on court and it didn't feel unnatural. I still know how to catch a ball. I still know how to change direction better now. It was a bit sloppy. It's okay. It's yeah. pretty good. I was like, I'm like it, wasn't, pretty good. it wasn't too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, and that was the moment where I was like, and week after week, I think it was more like a series of moments as opposed to a singular moment. Yep. Like week after week after week, I just saw really, really quick improvements and my game got better each week. And I was like, 15-year-old Steph who played netball and lived and breathed it for s- like six or seven days a week is still in there. She, she's a little traumatised, <laughs> but she's still in there. And I'm like, maybe, like maybe we can look at it and it was a really long conversation with Rob really long conversations with mum about it Rob's dad is always apprehensive because I've blown a knee Rob's blown two knees one playing netball one playing footy even though I told him not to play footy but that's we'll get there (laughs) and mum goes if you don't try it you might regret it and then you'll not be too old but you'll have other responsibilities like you'll have kids or, you know, life gets really busy. You don't have the chance. So she goes, while you have the chance, you should do it. And Rob said the same thing. He said more of, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I can't, but I will support you regardless of your decision. So having both of them in my ear was really nice. And that's when I started having the conversation with you. And I think you kind of went, yeah, you can do it. Like, you're kind of like, why can't you do it? So having people who are like, just do it. And gets me out of my little hamster wheel that I go through. Really helped. Georgia, cue the meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> there you go, Georgia. Served it on a platter for you. Yeah, there's something in that one, Georgia. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what um, to what made you go down like a, a teaching pathway? Is that something to do with it? Trying to help other people? Yeah, I think so. I think if I'm like joining the dots or not joining the dots, tell yeah. Me no, it is. I think when I was sort of 14, 15, spent a lot of time in physio rooms. It was, I had the, the growing knee pain, Oshkosh-Slatis yep. disease in my both my knees. I grew. Spell that for me. Don't oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew really quickly, especially between the grades of three and six. I grew 32 centimetres. I went from being can I have 130. Some of that? You can if you Still like. waiting for my second one. <laughs> I grew from like 130 to like 160 something in a span yeah. of three years. So I battled a lot of growing pains, a lot of knee pain, joint pain when I was younger. So I spent a lot of room in, a lot of time in physio rooms and I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, what they do is really, really cool. So that was the original goal. But if we go back to grade two, Steph, always wanted to be a teacher. Mm. Didn't know what kind of teacher, but I always wanted to be a teacher. I think it was because I had an amazing, amazing grade one and two teacher. Like phenomenal. And I still, Miss O'Rourke was her name and Mrs. Henry. No, not Mrs. Henry. She's terrified me. Mrs. Murphy. <laughs> Mrs. Murphy was grade two. Miss O'Rourke was grade one. Like, Miss O'Rourke was like, she was young. She was awesome. She was just amazing. And Mrs. Murphy had this very nurturing way about her that I was like, it made, I, I felt very comfortable in her presence. So that derailed for a bit, looked at physio, did my exercise science degree, started looking into pathways of physio, applied for a master's of physio, didn't get in, cue the anxiety attack. <laughs> um, that changed the whole course of my thinking. Um, and I think it must have been a week after, like post-anxiety attack, which rocked me for a good three, four days. Didn't know it back then it was an anxiety attack. Looking at it now from the outside, I was like, shit. Like I went through some stuff then. And it was really hard because Rob didn't know how to support me because he's like, I we've never experienced this before. Mum didn't know how to support me because she's, you know, they're sort of in that age where they're like anxiety, mental health, a bit confusing, not too sure. And she'll openly admit that she doesn't quite understand it. Um, got a letter in the mail from Monash with early acceptance to a master's of secondary teaching, majoring in biology and psychology. And I'm like, I was like, is this a sign? Every part of me want, wanted to say a word then that your mother would yell at me for. So, Mother Leanne, please mute right now. Did you just say fuck it and let's go? Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah I did. Sorry, Leanne. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> and I, I literally went, you know, I was like, let's let's do this shit. And it was the best and probably most grueling 18 months of my life. So, I accelerated. So, did it in 18 months instead of two years because um, I wanted to get going. I wanted to get into the system because we all know how many teacher teaching degrees get rolled out at the end of every single year. I was like, if I can just give up one summer, spend six weeks doing the semester two, come back, do semester one, finish mid-June, graduate, somehow fast track my registration and get into schools, I am in the top 10%. And I already, I've left the other 90% in my dust and I'm just fighting a 10% cohort. Which worked out really, really well. Met some great friends there. Um, and like it took me a little bit longer to get there, but I think I needed to go through all the other shit and all the other pathways to consolidate that this is what I'm meant to do. And now that when I rock up to school every single day, I see my kids, I was like, this is exactly what I'm meant to do. So no, I don't have any regrets. All the roundabout way I went about it, I have no regrets at all. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Until you find something wrong and you're like, ah, oh, let's change that. Yeah, look, if something goes wrong, we just, you know, we just troubleshoot it the way we do. That's Adapt, just life, though, overcome. isn't it? Adapt, overcome. Exactly. I'll quote you on that next time. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to pay for that one. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm just oh, going to no, cut this out. We are about 30 minutes in, give or take. Just mental note. Mitch is just going to put it in a sound bite. And every time I complain, play. he'll be like, adapt and overcome. Play. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Steph, <clears throat> oh. remember when you said this? Yes, yes. How'd you meet Rob? In high school. What school? We're at Padua College. Class? We were. We have a debate about this. I clearly remember it was in methods. 
he says it was chemistry because, and the, for those who are listening, I'm doing quotation mark. We had chemistry. Oh, oh god. Yeah, I know. You can message oh, him. Rob. You can you message him come, about that you later. Just come down a, ru- a rudder <laughs> on my ladder. He was at the highest rung, so you know you could just he can <laughs> point down. Good point. Yeah, uh, we met. Yeah, in methods, we had so many classes together. English, we had together PE, methods, chem, and then I did spec, and he had art. Why are you smiling, Steph? (laughs) Why are you smiling, Steph? (laughs) It's just because he used to walk into class and be like, "Have fun in maths," and I'd give him a uh, a middle finger. And then I would do English literature and he would do biology. So we spent a lot of time together. So we became fast friends really, really quickly. The more we talked, the more I realised that I was like, do I like this boy? He was the first guy that sort of paid me any attention, like proper attention and not like, the creepy attention, just like in a friendship. <laughs> creepy attention. <laughs> I teach high school kids. I've I know, seen them. that's what I was getting at. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Like just in a friendship way and didn't go from this is the first guy that's giving me attention. The next step would be having a crush on him and then the next step would probably be get your heartbroken or whatever because you're 17 years old or 16 years old <laughs> at the time. You know, the progression is there. Um, yeah, it was the first time sort of that I was like, I think I have a crush. Like, I think I genuinely like someone. I think they might genuinely like me back. But it was like, th- I think three months. We went from, this is a guy in my class, to basically talking or texting every day. MSN days. No, not even MSN. He didn't have MSN. God, Rob. He had prepaid. That's why I did my socialising. Yeah, he did. He had prepaid Little like, credit line. on his phone. Little Nokia. I don't think it was a Nokia. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask him what his first phone was. I had Snake. I don't care what it was. Should I text him? No. No, you can't. <laughs> I just wanted to see you. <laughs> I was like, the hell's like the good student mark. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. There's the uh, student coming out of the teacher. Oh, man. Um, Who made the first move, Steph? Was it like a movie date? Like a real teenager type setup? Like, I always find it weird asking people this, but I'm still going to um, do it anyway. That's a good question. I think it was... Both. I think it was quite mutual. I do remember, um, and I don't think mum knows this, so here you go, mum. Oh, boy. We never really spoke about it. Oh, boy. We, like, kissed before our first date. Because where was I? I, I, either he had SIS or I had a leadership meeting or something. Yes, I'm a nerd. I was in leadership. I didn't say, I I know this. You didn't have to. You didn't have, Mitch gave me this look. I didn't even give a look. I was very conservative. Um, the eyes, maybe. And the weather had just turned. Like, it was dark. It was stormy. Lightning, thunder. He walked me to my bus. It was one of the very few times I ever caught a bus. He classic, walked me to my bus. And classic then, move. Yeah. <laughs> thunder, like, crashed. And I went, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Because I hated thunder back then. Like, terrified. And he goes, oh, no, we don't want that. Walked me to a bus, hugged me, and then I think we just, some reason, just both went in for the kiss at the same time, and we're both like, oh, and I was like, hey, bye. <laughs> yeah, literally, I think I went, okay, see you tomorrow, bye, and just like ran imagine. up the stairs of the I, bus. I can imagine. And then one of my girlfriends back then, Georgia Doherty, she was like, 
did he just kiss you? And I was like, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I blacked out. <laughs> it was sort of so like yeah. that it didn't really register. And I was like, oh my God. Because that was the that was the first time I've been kissed. <laughs> yes, what's wrong with that? Nothing at all. But I was like, it's what did you so, give me that look for? It was so like, oh, like an android something with a shrugged face. Like an android. So does android even exist back then? Rob, you're making it up. It would be because I had an iPhone. Really? So it would have been. I think it would have been anything that's not an iPhone. Would he would yeah, classify true. as android? I can't remember the first time I had an iPhone. Yeah. I just remember having a Nokia with a snake on it. I had a Nokia, but it was color. I had a colour phone for my first phone. It was a Nokia. Colour phone. But it wasn't It wasn't one of those brick ones that crack sidewalks. Oh, yeah. I had, br- I had brick. I, I, I had, had a, a flippy, turny brick. Oh. Yeah, mine like flipped around. What? Yeah, so I could like flip it up and then just like spin it the other way and put it back down. Like a hip top? Nah, no. Nah, so that's like a slide. Like a the screen? Oh, yeah, like, like I had a, it like a... Like, like a, a sidekick type situation. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, like the, what, the American... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. They're cool. I liked them. I had one of them. I had one of them for a while, I reckon. Oh, you fancy. That's the most vivid memory I have. That's so phone. random. You're fancy. Mm. Yeah, and then a couple of days after my birthday. Chocolate and flowers type present? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Didn't come to my birthday party. Oh, no. Because he had... for that, Rob. It was either a cricket presentation oh, or out. stay home and look after his siblings because he's the oldest of yeah, three yeah. boys. So I was like, now, get it. Back then, fuming. That's me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Hate you. Um, uninvited for my birthday party. <laughs> Literally. And we had it at the restaurant too. Uh, of course you did. Didn't own it at the time, but mum worked there, so yeah. we had it there. It was great. Oh, no, we must have owned it. 17. Potentially owned it. If not, it was the year before. Um, and then two days later, walked me to my bus goes, I have a question to ask you. And I was like, yeah. He goes, will you be my girlfriend? Lame. And then <laughs> the rest is history. Oh, here we go. Well, it ended up yeah, right, I didn't know, it? I know, I know. <laughs> worked out. Hey, it worked out pretty yeah, good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's the story of, that's the very short story of Robin's death. Oh, it's a pretty good story. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Looking back now, what did you enjoy about Rob's company? He was just so mellow. He's so calm and he's so go with the flow, which... Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. Is very opposite of me. <laughs> we have nicknames. I didn't say it. Yeah. I didn't say it. We have nicknames in our house and oh, mine careful. is... Stressy Bessie. Checks out. And Rob's is Lucy Goosey, mm. which is his parents worked that into their speech at the wedding. I did hear that, yeah. yes. Yeah. I was watching the um, wedding videos back the other day, mm-hmm. Saturday night, just the couch crying <laughs> tears of happiness tears of happiness everyone <laughs> just just uh, just to preface that yeah i still like that. my husband i swear promise i think yeah it was just his calming presence because i'm such a heightened person i think even from a young age didn't notice it back then um it's all come through sort of now and understanding mental health more and mindset more and all that he was just so peaceful to be around and I never felt that, oh, my God, I'm so in love with him and he makes my heart race and he X, Y, and Z. I'm sure during the early days, it was just exciting to have, like, a boyfriend. Yeah. But it very quickly settled into he's my calm space, he's my safe space, um, and he's my peace. And I think for someone with my personality, I really needed that. I didn't need someone who heightened me more 
and stressed me out more with their mood swings or their up and downs or their lack of communication. I didn't need that. He was always there. He was always very consistent. Um, and he was just, he was peaceful. Mm. And I really, I really needed that peace. Don't know why. Looking back now, I'm like, maybe because life was hectic for me. VCE, sort of, you know, the NGs of school was a bit shit, to be honest. It was a bit hectic. And to know that he was always there was really nice. And he got along with my parents, which was a bonus. Yeah, Leanne, she's pretty tough, I know. She's a hard woman. She's a drill master. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of her. I'm st- actually, I'm still scared of her. Yeah. She took a jet. She took a... Did a pretty nice jab at you the other a few weeks ago. Yeah, what, what was, was it? Oh yeah, you said something about training, and Mum turns around to me and she goes, "You train? Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, it was hostile Bang. behavior. Every now and then she just throws these barbs my way, and I just don't know how to act. Yeah, and then she like because normally I just yell and swear at someone, but I can't do that. Yeah, she like backhands <laughs> you yeah, on the seriously. arm. Yeah, when I'm not looking either, like she just works for the perfect moment for me to turn my head, and then I just get a clip across the ears. Yeah, she's probably the only person that. Anyone scared of? Yeah, yeah, that you're scared of. See, I'm not scared of her at all. I think maybe when I was younger, you just sort of scared of your parents when you were little. But now, she'll say something, try to be stern about it, and I just stare at her like just. I do that to my. Did I stare at her? And then she just starts smirking. I'm like, ah, gotcha. Yeah, I do that to my parents. Yeah, doesn't really work. Yeah, nah, been that way a long time. Yeah, she's not that scary to me. Had uh, had Rob pop the question. We were. Up at the farm in Thornton. So his family owns a cattle... F- is it a cattle farm? It's a farm of I some kind. I think it's a cattle farm. I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's a cattle farm in Thornton. So out Eildon Way. And that was the first place we went to on holiday together as a couple. We must have been 19 or something. Just went up to the farm. It's so peaceful. There's no reception. There's only Wi-Fi. So if you didn't have iMessage, you're not hearing from us for a few days. So we were up there. The weather was terrible seeing a general trend here yeah the weather yeah life moments happen in shit weather yeah the weather was horrific it was raining on and off all day and we went in the morning we went to alexandra and then we went into yay and we sort of you know basically ate all the pies in all the country towns because that's what you do in country towns because they are delicious delicious they know how to make a good pie and he was stressed about this weather all day and i was like are you okay he's like yeah yeah, what's wrong He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. I was like, okay, just, I was like, sure. Um, and we were just chilling and he goes, let's jump in the ute. Let's go for a, like, let's go bush bashing. Which is basically, I think his way of saying, let's just drive through the paddocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, he goes, it's like, while the sun, like, while the weather's great and we're not going to bog the ute, let's go for a drive. I was like, okay. Literally just had jeans on. Hope you weren't wearing this power suit. I was not be. wearing this power suit. <laughs> I had jeans on. I had like, I think just like, Basically work boots and a flanny on. And my hair was greasy. It was up in a top knot. I was like, I'm was like, i on the farm. Who cares? Whatever. No one's <laughs> going to see me. Normal activities. Judgmental sheep and judgmental cows literally glared at me. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> Pulled up this open paddock. Rain stopped. Sun came out for a quick second. And he's like, let's take a photo. I was like, okay. I'm like, I'll set the phone up for... Like a timer. He's like, no, no, just chuck it on video. And then we can just pause the video and then screenshot it. I was like, okay. Didn't didn't think anything of it. Then he he bought the UEBO with him because we're listening to music because the Ute doesn't have it's a it's like an old Ute. Then he starts putting on 
Ugh, our song. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> um, puts on our song, which is, in case you didn't know, by Brett Young. Yes. For those who want to give it a listen. Can't, I still can't listen to it without tearing up. And also, I was like, why are you setting the mood? What are you up to? <laughs> because he said to me six months ago, he's like, I'm probably not going to propose for a couple of years. Let's, I'm going to be honest with you. Let's build a house first. And after waiting like nine years, you're like, whatever. Just this is nine day. years in the making, by Just the way, guys. Day. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And then he's like, took a photo, you know, we we're posing, very awkward. And then he goes, Steph, I have a question for you. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Come on, Rob, get a new line. <laughs> Maybe that's just his line. And I turned around and he, bless him, got down on one knee. That's tough. That's tough. That would have been tough. That would have been tough. Not anymore. Yep. Don't remember a single word he said, <laughs> honestly. Blacked out. Couldn't hear through my tears. <laughs> Ended with, will you marry me? I'm glad you remember that part. Yeah, good, yep. Uh, obviously, said yes. We kissed, we hugged, we cried. We have a really great video of the moment with the music. We got a really great photo of it. It's a great little flash of the ring to the camera there too. You just yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. He did a good job. He went ring shopping with my mum. They went on did. two dates together to the city. Did. I was like, oh, <laughs> these two, honestly. Um, and that was that. That was the best day ever. Went back to work for a week. And then we flew out to Port Douglas to celebrate mum's 50th. Yeah. Sorry for revealing my mum's age, but let's be honest. She's a spring eh, chicken. No, one's, no one knows anyway. Yeah. You can't tell. She looks about 35. Age is a construct. Correct. So I'm 21 again. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with my age. Actually, I don't think... I mean, my knees tell me I'm 40. My back tells me I'm 20. <laughs> at least, at least 28. Oh, you poor thing. 28. How old are you? 26? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. My oh, back's pretty good. It's the knees that are a little shot. It's your knees. Yeah, that's okay. We, we're working on it. They're all right. Yeah. Get the period painkillers. Yeah, a bit of apogeesics would me out. There you go. Not a problem. But I think I'm pretty happy with where I am. I think life is getting better for me as I progress through, which is nice. What's next? What's so, next? Speaking of progression, holiday. Holiday, go to Japan. I'll lead the path for you. Yeah, thank you. I was like, I don't know what is next. Yes. Yeah, so what does he want me to say? <laughs> me, literally. I'm like, I have netball training soon. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I get to see. I know how KP. this this works. I Mitch know knows this, me this, very well. I know how well. this works. Yeah, where he's not just my coach, we are quite good friends. You know, walk the dog and guide the elephant down the path. Yeah. Am I the elephant or the dog? Uh, both. Different metaphors. Different textbooks. Nice. Different physiosiums. Phys- okay, sure. That's a big Physiums. Word. Awesome. Shortened it. Love that for you. Checks out. <laughs> uh, we go to Japan. We're going on our honeymoon. We fly out April um, for 10 days, which will be amazing. It's my first international holiday without my parents. Um, and it's our first holiday since 2019, like COVID and life things. Yep. So that will be unreal. I'm really, really excited about that. What are you most excited for? The food. Yeah. What are you most most excited for about the food? The fresh sushi. Yeah. Like, I keep hearing that sushi is unreal in Japan no matter where you go. And, like, I'm a massive foodie, so I've eaten some good food in my time. My mum's a chef, so, you know, f- good food comes with the... I had chicken fried rice for breakfast yesterday, so... Did she make it? Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> she made my lunch yesterday, oh, actually. That's so good. She made me pad satay that I shared with a friend at work. So good. Hi, Jackie Ross. You better listen to this. 
or I'm going to egg your desk. Whoa. She's also... Hostile. Yeah, she's also like my mini boss at work. She's going to egg your boss. How's that going to go for you? Fine. Okay, man. She'll probably be like, I deserve it. Or she'll retaliate and like rotten egg me back. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I've eaten some good food in my time. But Rob's, Rob's been before. He went as part of his uni degree. Study, yeah. I and he's like, I pay attention. Yeah, I know. I know you do. Try to. And he's like the like the sushi is outstanding. What are the pancakes called? The what? The Japanese pancakes. Apparently, Konomiyaki. yeah. Apparently they're delicious too. Yep. I don't like them personally, but I just I love. I think that'd be different over there, obviously. But yeah, I love Konomiyaki. So Osaka, which is where we land, they're known for their uh, Konomiyaki and takoyaki, which mm-hmm. is the octopus balls. Yeah. They're not actually octopus balls. Yeah. Just. Look it up, people. I'm not going to try and explain uh, it. Maybe don't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> look up takoyaki. Yeah. Don't look up octopus balls. <laughs> T-A-K-O-Y-A-K-I. I can't be taught me that. I think. <laughs> so I'm keen for that, but I'm actually really... I love udon noodles. It's my favourite. Yeah, I think that's what I'd be... Well, I will be most excited for. Yeah. Udon noodles is elite, in my opinion. I love noodles so much. Almost as much as I love dumplings. Speak. Love dumplings. Made you dumplings. Did make me dumplings and they were delicious. Yeah. You also had dumplings for lunch. I did. I Uber Eats dumplings <laughs> for lunch. I had a craving, okay? I was like, How will your mum feel about that? She'll probably be like, yeah, do it. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, no. She'd straight up be like, yeah, do it. Why not? She literally goes, yeah, why not? Um, Yeah, I'm excited for the udon. It's called, the place is called Shin Udon in, I want to say, oh, it's either in Shibuya or Shinjuku. I can imagine you have a very impressive travel planner. Um, sort of, but also not really. Really? I wouldn't have picked that. I have a Google Doc. There is there's a working Google Doc. That's okay. There is a whiteboard. No, that's okay. I'm a whiteboard yeah, guy, so I, I can a, appreciate that. The whiteboard's literally just like where are we flying to in order? Yep. Um, check in date, check out date, just so we can book hotels. Yep. What the hotel is how much it costs and whether we've paid it or when the payment's coming out, yep. just so we know. Yeah. Um, but the Google Doc sort of just basically that in digital form and then the main sites we want to see. Hmm. So, so like in... an app called, it's called okay. Wonderlog. Okay. Game changer. Is that the one you were on Instagram that you showed? Yeah, I've been doing my whole trip on it. It's of so course, easy. Yeah. You put it in places and locations and... Oh, that's cool. It's so good. Yeah, Mitch is going to America and leaving us for three, four months towards yeah. the end of the year. I haven't talked about that yet. <sighs> I'm not going to. Maybe I'll maybe I'll podcast you next time. Podcast you? No, I've I got done recently. I well, I mean recently. I got done like twenty twenty one. I like your one. I don't remember what I talked about on it. Anyway, not about me. Back to you. <laughs> People hear enough of my shit. Um yeah, so we just sort of go to Osaka, we know we want to hit these main attractions. Yep. And then we did the same for Kyoto, Hiroshima and Tokyo. And then like what food that town is yep. known for. And sort of left the rest quite open. Because even though I love a detailed list, I think when you're traveling, you can't have too much of a detail. Because I'm like, what if I wake up in the morning and I have a migraine? Yeah. There goes half a day or a day. I love how that's the thing you think about. <laughs> like, I, know, yeah, I know, I yeah. know, I know. But yeah, you know. <laughs> We're both migraine sufferers. Yes. I'm like, what if I wake up and I'm just, my energy levels are a bit low or the weather's not great? Then it, then it allows us to be like, okay, we'll do this this day and then we'll do that the other day. But if I have it so structured, my type A OCD brain will be like, but we scheduled round one stadium for Tuesday. We have to go on a Tuesday. 
even though we don't have to. My brain just <laughs> yeah. does that. And it takes me a while to be like, fine, we'll go on the Wednesday instead. Yeah, I'm a over-traveller, under-preparer. I am a... Like, I, the other I'm way around. That's why I'm going for like four months on my trip is yeah. just so much time to do whatever the goddamn hell I want. Yeah, I think that's I think I think that's what travel is best for that. We want to do is yeah. just to go to another country, have no responsibilities, and just have fun. Yeah, because life is so hectic. Yeah, all the time that I'm like, I just want to sort of be like, okay, these are the attractions. I know I want to hit these. I don't care what order I do them in, but I know I want to do them. Yeah, you got fine little things over there anyway. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. Uh, my, th- I think my biggest scare in life is like going on a holiday for like five days. Yeah, nah. I'm trying to do like tw- 10 days worth because of stuff. I can't I, do it. I but just, it's not a holiday. It's exhausting. Nah, nah, I can't do it. You're so tired. You're, you're probably out from, you know, really early to really late. And first of all, did you really remember anything you did? Yeah. And was it actually fun? You probably come back exhausted and not recharged. Like I'm going to come back tired because traveling is tiring. Yeah. But I'm also going to come back with all of these amazing memories that I made with my husband. Which is cool. What's Rob most excited for? The food. Yeah. And I think he's just excited to take me to a place that he really, really loves. Yeah. Fucking loves Japan. Yeah. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a podcast of us apologizing to my oh, mom. Seriously, I'm scared of what's going to happen. Well, she... Uh, she drops a couple of F-bombs every she, once in a while in the kitchen. Sorry, does. mom. Revealing secrets. She used to, like, never swear. Ever. I sometimes say stuff and I don't re- realize I say it, which is one a bad thing anyway. But then I get clips across the years. I'm like, oh, what, what did I say? And she said it, and I was like, oh yeah, I think I did say that. Fair yep. enough. Yes, no. Clip uh, warranted. Yeah, yeah, fair. for sure. To be fair, I deserve a clip every now and then. So <laughs> I'm okay with it. Sorry, mum. Um, oh, something else I wanted to talk about Japan. What order are you doing in action? We fly into Osaka. Yeah. Then we'll do Kyoto. Hiroshima finish off in Tokyo because we fly out of sure. Tokyo yeah. in Narita. So we ideally we were going to fly into Tokyo and then fly out of Tokyo, but this actually way, makes way more sense. Yeah. Fly in Osaka, we'll start in Osaka, we'll work our way through yeah. and then we'll spend four days in Tokyo. That's what I'm really excited about because Tokyo just looks unreal. Yeah, I like the idea of big cities because there's so many little things in the big cities. Yeah. Like, of course, you're going to do the basic... Bitch. Sorry, man. I had to pause then. Yeah, you did. I, did, you I, want to say, I didn't want to say it. Like all the basic bitch city stuff. Yeah. But then you get the little extra stuff. You which get like is, the little laneways yeah. and you get the little, you know, teeny tiny food carts. And yeah. And I hope you don't get sick. <laughs> I think Tokyo is pretty good for that. I think Tokyo is pretty oh, good for now that. Oh, now you've said it. I know. Watch you've me come. <laughs> Touch wood. Oh, boy. We're touching wood. Nothing you can hear at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was heads, there was watching, tables. If you're watching, it makes more sense. Yes, hundred percent. Cool. Yeah. When do you get back? How long are you off for? Ten days. Ten days. So we right, fly. Yeah. We fly out the twenty second. Yeah. We land right. the twenty third. I go back to work the twenty fourth. Yeah, because you're a psycho. <laughs> no, but I have PD day on the Monday, and then it's Anzac Day the Tuesday, so I don't go back to teach until the Wednesday. Ah, oh, that's okay. And it's only a two hour time that's, difference. That's so okay like, then. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Oh, that one. I am going to diverge to some of the questions from the family. Okay. Because we're about, give or take, like 50-something minutes in. Yeah. We talk a lot, you and I. No, I let you simmer, so I'm not really sure how accurate that timer is. (laughs) I think we simmered for It says 58, but I'm pretty sure it's like 54. Yeah. I think we simmered for about five minutes. Yeah. Mainly because I forgot about three things with the camera. (laughs) This is true. You sat down about four times. Oh, I did. I did. Uh, Question number one. How do you... I want your opinions 
options. First thing that comes to mind, and then you can go into it. Okay. This is from Lachlan. Okay. On the three C's. Cooking, community, and I'll throw the third one after. Cooking, I find, is such an amazingly simple way to bring people together. Whether you love food or not, you have to eat. You have to eat for survival. And for some people, it might not be, they might not be phased by what they eat. But I think they'll get a lot of just being around a dinner table or a banquet table surrounded by people talking about their life stories and talk about even talk about their day or where they've come from and you know what they're hoping to achieve all that kind of stuff which then links into community i think a life without a close knit community or a community to fall back on is an extremely lonely life i think which is what i was missing for a really long time and i didn't realize it like i had friends don't get me wrong i have I had friends. I didn't have many friends. Not that I cared. I wasn't like, I have 1,500 friends. No one cares. I probably have, before here, my best friend Nicola, Rob, and my four bridesmaids. So like yep. six. I can yep. count them on two hands with, with change. Good maths. Thank you. I was worried there for a little bit. Maths and so Spanish. I was going to say on one hand, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, that's clearly two. Um, I, and, but I felt lonely because we were all so busy that I didn't really see them. We might catch up twice a year. One, to celebrate everyone's birthdays in one hit. And yep. then we always make an effort at Christmas because Christmas meant a lot to all of us. But in between that, I spent a lot of time on my own. I was studying. Rob was studying. Mum was working. Dad was working and playing golf. My oh, man. <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a pretty good golfer um so I felt this sense of emptiness and loneliness that I only recognize now yeah because I'm part of a community so when I joined here in mid 2018 and I started coming here every day and seeing the same people every day like for the last few years I see Reese nearly every single morning yeah horrifying <laughs> Woo, if that doesn't wake you up <laughs> On multiple reasons. Love you. Yeah, just some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. You're like, oh, I'm awake now. Yeah. Um, Like seeing Reese every morning or seeing Lockie every morning when he was coaching, seeing you every morning and then slowly see other people trickle in and I'm starting my day surrounded by people makes life so much easier. Great, Rogers. (laughs) Just texted me today, actually. Yeah, I actually saw him. He he trained this morning. Oh, did he? Yeah, he actually tried this morning. He sent me a gift and it was like, hey, girl. He won't come back for like another four days though because he will be sore. Yeah. 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 Anyway, as you were. That's fine. Um, Yeah, just in the importance of community for yourself and your community doesn't have to be your best friends. Yeah. It's people, a group of people who are like-minded, have similar goals or just there just to hang out and watch each other achieve cool things is awesome because then you can step away and when you go hang out with your friends, like, okay, this is my friend time. So I don't think friendship and community have to be the same thing. But if you can find some friendships in that community, you're kicking goals. Yep. Who's your favourite Virtus member? My mum. Damn it. Who's your top three? (laughs) Who's not related to? Oh. (laughs) Gee whiz. This is a Mitch question. Including coaches or not including coaches? Nah. Not including coaches? Nah. Okay. Top three. Reese, for sure. 
just because even from the very beginning, he was so welcoming and he didn't, because I was like, I looked at him and I'm like, and I sort of automatically went, I don't think this gym is for me. You I know how many people are scared of Reese? It's so terrifying. funny. Terrifying. <laughs> it's I, so I funny. Terrified. Yeah. Because he's this like jacked, tan dude with heaps oh, of tats. Don't start this. Go like, straight to his head. <laughs> <laughs> More than it already has. Oh, no, he loves it. Um, he needs it too, actually. Yeah. So, Reese, because he just made me feel so comfortable from the very first moment. The complete opposite of what my perception of him was yeah. to walk. I was like, I don't think I, I don't, like, I can lift things, but I don't think I can lift things. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. So, Reese and probably the Rolly sisters, both of them. Fancy. Who's your favorite Rolly? I don't have one. No, no, come on. <laughs> No, I'm not answering. <laughs> you thought about it though. You thought about it. I want to go May test just because May M comes before T alphabetically. Yeah, okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Got out of that one. Your third C before I got sidetracked because I got excited. But your third C is connection. What do you, what do you, what do you think about connection? Because it kind of ties in the rest of them. Yeah, which can... is why I left it last. This is such a lucky question. Yeah, it I makes know. me think really hard. Yeah, it does. You get used to them after a while, trust me. <laughs> yeah, that's trust me. <laughs> Will my brain stop hurting? No. <laughs> okay, great. Will you have days where you an- want to answer with one word? Yes. <laughs> Connection is essential to everyone's makeup of being a human being. I don't think you can live a fully fulfilled life without some form of connection. And not every single one has to be deep and meaningful and I love you when you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so glad you walked into my life. Some of them will be that and some of them will you'll connect on a level that's like, I'm glad I met you. I'm glad I connected with you because you taught me X, Y, and Z, but now it's time to disconnect. That's my personal opinion because we've I know I've done that, met people, they've taught me things and then discovered that maybe they are not what I need and I disconnect from them. But that journey between me and that person still, well, makes up who I am now. So I think connection is just, well, disconnection is just as important as connection. Because we can't stay connected with every single person we've ever met or spoke to or have come across in our lives. It would be impossible. Good answer. Thank you. Lucky would have liked that one. (laughs) You made him happy. Uh, You're welcome, Lucky. More questions from the family? Yeah. I do want to remember these just quietly. Yeah, wow. I'm impressed. Favourite cookie? And second question, how are your cookies so delicious? (laughs) (laughs) I'll answer the second one first. My cookies are so delicious because it's... They're made with love and care. Yeah, they're made with love. (laughs) They're made with love and care and they're a very specific science. So when people ask me that, I had a girlfriend. Sorry to sidebar. Had a girlfriend. No, no, sidebars are the best. This welcome on podcast. You do whatever you want. We were at an engagement party and she's like, Steph, how are your cookies? <laughs> like they look like Pinterest Instagram cookies. I'm not gonna lie, they look pretty good. Yeah, they they look exceptional. They look delicious and they taste delicious too. Um, it took me a few a couple of years to not oh, longer than that now. What are we, twenty twenty three? Maybe nearly four years to perfect a recipe. And she's like, I try to make them and they just run <laughs> flat. She's like, it, she's like, it tasted good, but it was f- like a pancake. And it's all down to the science of it. I was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. Have you tried this? 
like what down to basically what flour are you using? How cold is your butter? What kind of butter are you using? All that kind of stuff. And she's like, I did not like out of all of (laughs) the suck at baking cookies. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, out of all the things that I could have, I I thought about to fix it. None of those were on my on my list. So, like, I use fridge cold butter. Like, I will literally cube them. So, I'll cube them, I'll weigh them out, I'll bag them, and I'll put them in the fridge or freezer until they are rock solid. Like, proper rock solid. And that's what gives them that sort of, like, like chunky sort of just falling apart texture. Because... If your cookie, if your butter's already soft and then it goes into a hot oven, it's not, it doesn't have the structural integrity to hold up the shape and it will just do that spread. Flucky. It's, it's, yeah, it's a flat, flat cookie. cookie. It's a flat cookie. Made that up. Very well done. Business name of that somewhere. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're changing guys. We're going from uh, baked with Seth yeah. or baking with Seth to <laughs> flukies. Yeah, but yours aren't flukies. Yours are like chunky. Mine are chunky. So they're chookies. Yeah. They're chookies. That's weird. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, are better. Yeah, flukies are better. Yeah, flukies are better. Maybe I'll make flat cookies. Maybe you can make flat cookies. Maybe that's going to be your thing. Yeah, poorly done chunky cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to go back to your first question, which is, which is, which one is my favourite cookie? Mm. It changes, honestly, but the two that I love the look of the most is the Rocky Road, purely because of the marshmallows yeah. and they sort of melts and ooze and crystallize a little bit when they hit the pan and the bueno cookie which is what you had i had that because we finish it off with a a half a bueno bar like wedged in there yours didn't have it because the bueno bars shattered so i'm like it was still delicious i was like i'm like i don't think mitchell care not at all yeah so they're my two favorites but the most popular one which is the most unsuspecting one is the birthday cake cookie Uh, i was gonna say that actually which is it's just a really sweet just think of really crappy Tastes birthday like cake, like vanilla childhood birthday yeah. cake, vanilla, yeah. before you got fancy taste. That's what it tastes like, with just heaps of sprinkles in a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, everyone's like, oh, they don't get it. And then they eat it and they're like, oh my God. It's unsuspecting. It's delicious. Yeah. She's a little, you know, she's a little pocket rocket one. <laughs> I, was like, one I don't got, know where you're going with that. Yeah, me neither. I was like, <laughs> what's the... I was like, what's this? Yeah. Yeah. Sharky. Uh, favorite coach? You better say me just quietly. Yeah, well, it's obviously you. No, what is your favorite thing about each coach? Okay, you. That was the actual question. <laughs> with you, it's your direction and your. Sometimes I do exercises and I know it feels wrong, but I don't know how to fix it. Mm. And some coaches, and none of them, not anyone here, but previously, they'll be like, you need to do. This, 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 and this to fix it. And my brain just goes, what? <laughs> Whereas today we were doing the half uh, split stance pal-off. Yeah. And Mitch was literally said to me, you need to shift your weight a little bit more over your front leg. So I did yeah. that. And then move your back leg closer. Two cues, really simple, nailed them. Yeah. And then I, I made that adjustment for the second time and I didn't. We didn't need to adjust it again. So your ability to break things down technique-wise astounds me still yeah it still blows my mind and i'm not here to pump your tires i will pump your tires anytime <laughs> no, you <don't> but <laughs> but that's the honest truth 
and your programming, which always does like a sneaky, hard, dense, dense program. <laughs> we about this. You morning. do the we do this all about you. Yeah. He does like the first sort of like block, block and a half. You're like, Jeez, this good. is fun. You're like you're like lifting heavy things. The movements are kind of cool, and then the back end just absolutely ruins you. It's and just you're a bit like. Spicy. Yeah, it's sneaky spices. You get to the end and you're just cooked and you're like, I was not anticipating this for the first block and a half. Yeah, ask Ollie Lapper tomorrow how he feels about his finish today. Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's VAD now, yeah. isn't he? He's a thick boy now. Yeah, he looks he was, good. He was battling. Yeah, I like his arms. He thought he was done and then he found another block and I was like, yeah, we're in my house You've got to scroll all the way through, man. Yeah, he's learning. Like, you always you always put in pistol squats for me, which is... You need them. Yeah, and I know. I know. getting better at them. Um... Jazz is just so nurturing. She's so softly spoken. She's so softly spoken. And sometimes when it's 6 a.m. on a Thursday morning and I'm at my most fragile, just for her to be like, how are you going? She does the proper check-in, which is not to stereotype, but I think people would also agree with me, quite a female thing to do. Like a, how are you going? How's your week? What are your mood? Like, what's your mood like? Do you need anything? Yeah. She's very, very good at that. And it's like just a warm hug in the mornings. That she brings Harvey. And that's just... Like a butter. Little bonus. Harvey is Jazz's dog. And I don't like small dogs normally. Yeah. But he's pretty freaking cute. He's pretty cute. He's pretty cute. Tyler. Sometimes I struggle to hit a heavy lift. You tell me, just lift it. But Tyler does the proper rev up. <laughs> Like, he does the loud claps. He does, like, the, come on. Bit of the Hamilton comes out. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of the, the proper country boy comes yeah. out. And sometimes you just need that, like, oomph to get you over the line. And that's what he provides. And I think that's brilliant. And it always, you three do all those things. Your timing is always right for it. Yeah. Like, sometimes you'll be a bit hard on me. Like, just lift it. And sometimes you'll be like, that's cool. We'll just leave it. So Sometimes I say, Steph, stop being a little coward. He, he will literally say that. And sometimes he'll be like... It's not malicious. No, it's not at all. <laughs> um, and you're very good at judging my mood. Like, you can gauge my mood really well. Sometimes I come in, Mitch is like, I need to be a bit more gentle today. I need a bit just to, yeah. to like, sort of nurture her a little bit. And some days he's like, okay, now you're just being silly. Like, you're going <laughs> to up your ass and get going. And I'm like, oh, okay. If I have to. Yeah. I know you're right, but I don't want to. Yeah. But, yeah. And I don't really... I just trained with Lockie these days now, so, yeah. yeah. Washed up as a coach. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. He's found other avenues that... Evolution. Yeah, 100%. you got to do you and what fits for you and what, what fits Greg? for the business. Greg had the <laughs> best neural warm-up games yeah. <laughs> ever. Oh, my God. Never knew what to expect. Never knew what to expect, but when we did all those like neural games, like the competitive athlete in me goes, yeah. yes. I was like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm here, it's 6am and I want to win. Yes. I am extremely competitive. Excellent. Yeah. Who else? Who else we had? Cam? Over the years, I'm just trying to think who's been here oh, or you've been here. Cam was awesome. I actually really missed him when he left. He's a bit like you and a bit like Tyler. Mm. He's both of you together in one person. There's one I re- always remember and I use this and I spoke about this moment to someone in the gym, I think last week or the week before. We were doing trap bar jumps. 
and I just wasn't getting it. Like my timing was out and all my like joints were not moving and he literally gives me, puts, he's like, put the trapper down, step out of the trapper, gives me a glass of water. <laughs> and he's like, jump with the glass of water, but don't let any water yeah, spill out. Yeah. His little water trick. And I was like, you can imagine how the first time went. Yeah. Yeah, head's go refill the water glass. And then he's like, okay, so now, and he stepped it out. And it's about moving with the water glass as opposed to trying to hold it so tightly and just moving the body that the force just sort of shoots the water out. So we tried it, we tried it, we tried it, and then we nailed it. And I was jumping up and down with this nearly full glass of water and the water would just move and like not a single drop was spilt. He goes, what you did there, do it with the trap bar. And that was such an incredible coaching moment for me that I was like, that was insane. I was like, I don't know how it, like your. Don't know how we got here, win. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, I'm like, I don't know how we got here, but we got here, and I appreciate it. But I like it. I think. Yeah, I was like, this now makes sense. I think. Yeah. What else have you had over the years? Other jazz. Jazz Birch. Yeah. We were just friends. Yeah. Social committee. Yeah, so I think we just like socially chilled together and had the banter. That was the bond was really really nice, and we I played indoor netball with her. She was on that got me back into the weird yep, indoor nipple. So thanks, Jazz. <laughs> yeah, weird indoor nipple. That's why I had to describe it. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Ah, oh, Simon. He's oh, going to hate that I forgot him. Simon. <laughs> He's still a t- current coach. He's still a current coach. I don't, I don't think I had that many sessions with Simon. But he was just... He's very level-headed. Always. When you come to him with a problem and he's, you can see he is in problem-solving mode, but he will speak it out loud. Yep. He's like, okay, so this isn't working. Let's try this, and then let's see how this feels. And if that doesn't feel right, we'll reassess from there. So it was very, which I love, very methodical. Yep. And you can see every single step happening. And you can see him processing it as it goes, which is really cool. Yep. So you all bring something different to the table. I think that's all. Did I forget anyone? My friend, no, but I did have that friend that asked the question, but I think that's part of the mindset thing. We're about to go down to that path right yeah, now, cool. actually. Awesome. I don't remember the question. I'm just having a look at it now. How about you ask yourself the question? Or read the question out loud. Um, so my, I can't f- see it, so. my friend from work, Hayden. Hi, Hayden. Is this bearded Hayden? Hey. Is this bearded Hayden? No. No. He's it's got scruff. That other school. Other school. No, I have. Your work boyfriend. Oh, Daniel. Ah. Daniel Kane. Yes. Yeah, that was my other boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Hayden at work, he's in the midst of like working to get back into fitness and all that kind of stuff. And we bond over it quite a bit. He asked, how do I go balancing work and training and then transition from motivation to discipline? That was his question. That's a great question. That's a very good Let's question. Let's start with that, Steph. <laughs> how do I balance work and training? Um, I am a creature of habit. And for the last four years, ever since I started coming here and started working full-time as a teacher... I have worked to create this habit that is so ingrained in me that I don't know how to step out of it. However, in the last couple of years, it's really based on my priorities at the time and my priorities change week to week. Sometimes training is my priority because I know I have the time to dedicate to training. Sometimes I dedicate or I prioritize time at home with Rob or... I have family things going on and I need to dedicate time to them and training has to take a backseat. 
or work has to take a backseat. Work will still be there regardless of whether I'm there or not. The world isn't going to end and the kids will be okay and my glutes aren't going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how I thought you were going to finish that. (laughs) I'm appreciative of that. That's a Virtus thing, that. That is a Virtus thing. Booties by Mitch. Oh, God. Rebrand. Rebrand. Booty club. Rule 13. Um, So the balance is always tricky. Do I get the balance right every single day or every single week? Absolutely not. What do you think is the biggest error people try, trying to start that? They try to go all in. Mm. I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to get up at five o'clock every day. I want to go work out. Then I want to go to work. I'm going to drink my greens. I'm going to eat my rabbit food and I'm going to do it every single day. I'm not going to miss a day. You can't. No. You cannot. Because if you are doing that, you are setting yourself up to fail. And once you fail, you go, what's the point? It's too hard. I can't do it. And then that cycle starts. So. I liken it to snakes and ladders. Yeah. A little bit up and then you're down. Yep. Um, and it's the metaphor of climbing the ladder, which is quite linear, versus falling down the snake, which who knows where you're going to end up. You honestly don't know where you're going to end up. But I think for people who are sort of in that wheelhouse or they want to start or they want to start to have some consistency for you know their work life, which is their professional life and they're setting up for their career and then their training life or their nutrition, just pick something small that they can do consistently three times a week for three weeks. And once you've nailed that, then you put something on top of that. It's like building, it's like Lego. Start with the foundation. When your foundation is awesome, you can then move on. But if your foundation shit, everything's going to come crumbling down, whether it be in three weeks, three months, a year, three years, it's going to come down. And the longer you let it go on, the harder it's going to fall. Yep. Yep. What are your, uh, what are your minimums to quote camp? My minimums, right now for me, my medication. My medication, nutrition, massively, which goes side by side with my um, medication. For me, movement, I feel really sluggish if I don't move. And whether that might be here in the gym, lifting, it could be a session in the normal text and going for a walk. It could be going for a walk at home with Rob afterwards. I need to get some movement in to my day every day um, and reading. I need to read every day. And that's a directive from my naturopath, Carla, who, best woman ever. Um, I came to her with a problem and I was like, I can't stop my mind from racing. I can't stop looking at the time. I could be at home on a Sunday. It could be... 1 p.m., I've meal prepped, the house is clean, I've packed my bags, things are good. You're probably thinking, this is great. You've got like the whole afternoon and evening. Me, it's one o'clock now, which means I have nine hours before I have to go to, before I have to be asleep. It's six hours until I have to make dinner. There is no reason for that. Yeah. We don't know why my brain does that, but it does. But ever since I started reading a lot more, like I've always read, but ever since I made it a priority and a minimum, I no longer do that. I don't go, oh, it's 7.30, God, I probably should get ready for bed. Now I go, oh, cool, 7 o'clock. And then I just go back to my book. And that is that, that minimum has removed a massive stressor in my life, which is 
time watching. Yeah. How do you curate, obviously you're someone who ebbs and flows out of different states, how do you curate yourself back on the path of what you need in that moment? I strip everything back and just uncomplicate things as much as I can. Life is complicated. Throw in weekend worrying stuff, work, uh, work in work stuff, training life, married life, restaurant manager stuff. Things get very complicated. I sort of strip things back and be like, what can wait two weeks and my world will continue to turn? I have to go to work. I have VCE students. They need me. And you need money. To, money makes things go round, right? Yes. So I'm like, I have to go to work. We don't do things for money. We still goddamn need it. But you still need it, right? It's and it's a vicious cycle. So I who says they're not motivated by money is lying. Correct. <laughs> Sorry, you are, <laughs> you are motivated. Like I will to work to make money so I can live Correct. the life I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Because anyway, as you were, yeah, when I die, my, my money's not coming with me, is yeah. it? So what's the point? Peeves, that thing. Anyway, yeah. as you were, we're on a good track. Um. Yeah, I strip things back to, I'm like, what do I, what is crucial for me at this moment? I need to go to work because, like I said, we said, we need money. I have responsibilities still um, and me neglecting them will only make me feel worse. I know that. I will still go to the restaurant because my parents need me. Um, And I'm not, out of all the people I can let down, my parents is not one of them, cannot, will refuse to unless I am, like, deathly ill. I will be there when they need me. Training, world's not going to end if I don't train for a couple of weeks. We just saw that not that long ago. Four, four went training for, I think, two and a half weeks. Social life, cut that. Not because I don't love my friends, but having a social life drains my battery really quickly. Um, so I just sort of went into my shell a little bit, just kept to myself, stayed at home, went to work, came home, read books, Gave myself that chance to sit with my feelings, to journal, to cry, to ruminate. And then at the end of that two weeks, I went, you need to start living again. You need to do the things that make your life feel, feel fulfilled. So it, your recalibration is different for everyone. Sometimes it takes two weeks. Sometimes it takes four. Um, and sometimes... It takes longer than that, and I think that's okay. What do you find yourself needing the most? Sleep. Mm. Just downtime. Currently, with the my way the way my life is, the only day I get home before five o'clock or five thirty is Wednesday. Yeah. Monday, I'm here. Then I'm at work, and then I've got prizes and netball games. Tuesday, I'm at the restaurant until 8. Thursday, I'm at netball till 8. Friday, I'm at the restaurant. Saturday night, I'm at the restaurant. So I only have Sunday. At the moment, Sunday's my either get shit done day or get the things that are like a necessities around the house done and the rest of it can wait. The world's not going to end if my laundry basket isn't folded and put away. She'll be fine. But it's not okay if I don't have food in the fridge. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a problem. All need to eat. All need to eat. <laughs> and as a foodie, gal's got to eat. <laughs> gal's got to eat. Yes. What are some things you find in, like, your 
friend group, social group that you see people struggle with that you wish you could help them with better by doing something? The need to fit in. Mm. I'd like to say that it gets better as you get older, but I don't know if it does. I think you either will continue on the path of I need to be a chameleon and change myself to fit into the situation or you get to the point in your life where you're like, this is who I am and if you're not vibing with that, we're not going to vibe. The latter is harder short term, better long term because you're going to run into people who are like, Oh, but you used to do this. Yeah, but that's not who I was. That's not who I am. This is who I really am. And if you're not okay with that, maybe we need to disconnect. Yeah. So now I'm very much, this is who I am. Some days I will be very, very social and really, really chatty and will love to go out for a drink or a coffee with you. And some days I'm going to, at the end of a session, give you a hug, tell you I love you. And I want to get in my car and I want to leave. Yep. And I think I found a group of friends and a community that's like, cool. Some days you're this person because of your mood. And then some days you're slightly this person. My moods change. So my energy levels change. But who I am, like deep down in the core and my personality and what makes up who I am doesn't change. I'm not going to suddenly become this extreme extrovert that goes out on weekends and drinks and parties and, you know, and if that's what oh, you I like. I definitely see you doing that. What are you talking about? <laughs> With all of my <laughs> clubbing clothes. And, like, if that's truly who you are at your core, that's amazing. That is beautiful. You found your niche, you found who you are, and I think that's glorious. But I don't think you need to put on that persona to find friends. And I understand that's easier said than done. Sure. I'm just, I got really lucky. Like, I got really, really lucky with Rob. Yes and no. You curate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess Give I do. Give yourself some kudos. Or I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good at giving myself, like, kudos or praise. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I guess it is. And I think what where I am now in my friendships and my community and with all of my, my friends is... Went through some really tough times with friendships and tried. I like dipped a toe into the chameleon thing, but I wasn't fully committed. Yeah. I love how you actually yeah. did. Yeah. Physically dipped my toe. Um, it wasn't, I didn't, there wasn't a full commitment. So I was in, a, I was in limbo a little bit. Yeah. Like this is who I really am, but I want friends. So I'm going to try, but I didn't really try. So everyone's a bit like, we don't know where she stands. And even for a while, I lost myself. And I'm like, I don't even know where I stand. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I think where I am now is a reward for all that hard stuff that we all go through in our early 20s and late teens and all that. What do you look for in your friends? Love, um, support. Just a sense of them being genuine. I don't have time for fake people. I don't think we should have time for people who are there to tell us that we're wonderful all the time. Like, if I'm being an asshole, I need you to be like, you need to cut out, you're being an asshole. Mm. I need people to... I think, as friends, 
one of our jobs as friends apart from love one another dearly is to self-regulate and to regulate one another. If someone's being a tool bag, they might not realise that they're coming across as a tool bag until I say, hey, Mitch, that's a little bit... And you might be like, oh, oh, okay. I think that's really important. I think if you're afraid to tell your friend that what they're doing is not quite right, I would question how close you are in that friendship or how true that friendship is. Because in all of my friends... And I don't have to do it because my friends, they mean they're human, so they're not flawless, but they're pretty they're pretty fantastic. I wouldn't hesitate to be like, shut up, you're being annoying, or I don't think that's quite right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy to tell someone they're being a piece of shit. Yeah, 100%. I think that should be okay. And I think that should be received with like a, oh, okay. Yeah. Because they know it's not coming. It's not um, like we're not being malicious about it. Yeah. We're just calling you out on your bullshit. Sorry, mum. Yeah, I think you actually... We're going to have to get a tally here. I, I think reckon, I'm more than you. I reckon you might be, but I I'm being very yeah. conservative here. Yeah, but Conserv- I'm doing most of the talking as well. So Conservative. Conservative. Oh, I've paused a few times when I went to say something, just for the <laughs> sake of me not getting hit across the head with anything. Yeah, you see my mum more than I see oh, my I know. <laughs> it's terrifying. So. I probably see lots of people more than they see them, their family. Yeah, I, you, see, you for sure see mum more than I see mum. I see her on a Tuesday, a Friday, and Saturday. What do you love about your mum? Everything. I could talk about that woman for days. And could I talk about her without crying? No. (laughs) No. Crying now, thinking about it. (laughs) She came over from Vietnam to Australia when she was 23 years old. She was pregnant with me at the time. Must have been December. Brand new country. Didn't really speak the language. Half spoke the language, but not really... And sort of just had to figure it out. I couldn't imagine moving yourself to another country and just having to figure shit out on the fly. Like, dad was here, and I I love my dad. He's an amazing man. But he was probably, at the time, not ready to be a husband and a father. Um, So he he took on two roles I don't think he was ready to, to take on. And my mum is a very driven person. What she wants, she's going to go for it. So they divorced when I was like, I was young, like three, four, five around there somewhere. Didn't think much of it, but looking back at some photos, you could tell I was impacted by their divorce. My smile definitely didn't reach my eyes the way they do now. I was sort of smiling or going through the motions of it. And just listening. And mum tells me stories all the time. And I always tell her to not tell me the stories. Because I cry every single time. <laughs> like literally every single time. And it's the same story. And I know what happens in the story. But I still cry. Yeah. Like So she owns her restaurant in Mornington. She does a great job. It's successful. The food's amazing. She's created this like clientele that is just unreal. But... When I was younger, there were days where she couldn't afford to put petrol in her car. And petrol back then was like 80 cents a litre. Yeah, those are the days. Yeah. (laughs) Off right. There was one time in COVID where it was down to 90-something cents. I'm like, this is great, but we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Stockpile. Yeah. If only you could. (laughs) Um, She couldn't put like petrol in the car or she couldn't afford to buy me milk. But I was always loved, clothed, fed. 
So I don't know how she does it, but she's literally. We knew this gonna happen. I know. <laughs> she's. She's honestly a super. Can't offer you tissues either. I'd oh, like, that's okay. You can use the comfort pillow. See, comfort <laughs> pillow, emotional support pillow. Um, yeah, I just don't know how she does it, and she does it with a smile on her face. And she, what she did then, is why I have the life I have. I would not be living the life I have if it wasn't for her taking all these risks and making all these moves. We would probably. I have a scar at my eye. <laughs> We'd probably still be living in Richmond. I'd probably still live a beautiful life because I wouldn't know any different. Yeah. But she... I'm okay. going to go pirate on you. Arr. That's okay. Pillow, pillow can come in handy. Um, <laughs> she wanted more for me. And I think that was really admirable because she could have very easily just gone, it's comfortable here. Let's just stay here. But she was like, no, my daughter deserves more than this. And she worked her ass off for 29 years to give me the life I have now. So I will always, always be like indebted to her for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you ever see my mum, go give her a cuddle. She <laughs> loves a cuddle. Now she's a Virtus Gym girl. She's a Virtus Gym. It took us four years so to get long. her here. <laughs> Guys. Now I can't get rid of her. So long. So she did a month's trial. They, they were here yesterday until 11.40. The session got gym closed at 11. Oh, not yesterday, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you need to give her like a 9.30 to slot because that'll give her an hour and a half to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't keep her if I didn't want to. Yeah. It took her four years to get here. She did a month's trial and then she's like, no, I think she's like, I think I'm just going to go back because she's trained in a global gym her entire life. Yeah. So, which is fair enough. It's a massive change when you've been training at a global gym for, geez, 30 plus years. Yeah. And then she just never went back. Like she never re, she never went back into the gym. She didn't cancel the other gym membership. <laughs> it was still going. She just never stepped foot back into it. And she goes, I can't. <laughs> she goes, I just can't. She goes, it doesn't feel right. And now she's here. Join the cult. She's joined the cult. It is a cult. And See? your auntie. And my auntie. Who's currently stuck in Vietnam. <laughs> She'll be back. She's stuck, yeah. yeah. She'll come back. Guys, if you're flying out, just make sure you have at least six months left on your passport. Yeah. Don't on the that. return date. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do it on the date because <laughs> that's that's where we're stuck. Yeah, that happened. It, that, that, that happened. It is, it's still it's actually happening. It's still happening, yeah. It's right. still happening, which is <laughs> hilarious to think about. Can't believe it, but anyway. Yes. We'll work it out. These things happen. Yeah. You made it. I made it. I'm here. I only cried once too. Why do you think I didn't talk about your mother until the end? Yeah, well done. <laughs> we all know I'm an emotional mess. I am the queen of a power cry. Mm. I love a good power cry. I think there is something quite cathartic and strengthening about a power cry. I think the world's hardened us to a point where crying is like, what are you crying for? Bastardized. Which is so dumb. So, and for a long time, I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'll cry when I'm hurt. And I'll cry when I'm in pain. And sometimes now I cry. I'll literally say to Rob, I don't know why I'm crying. And he will say, probably because you needed to. Typically how that goes. Yeah. And 
I'll have literally like a two minute cry and then I'm good. I'll literally go from a sobbing mess to like, anyway, what's for dinner? Like <laughs> so quickly. Can't maybe, explain maybe why. crying because you just needed food. That, it could, look, I could have been, food. I could have just been hangry to be <laughs> fair. I do get quite emotional when I'm hungry. So that could also be it. But yeah, there's something really nice about a power cry. I tell my kids all the time, if you need to cry, you cry. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. No one's judging you. And if they're judging you, I give you permission to swear at them. Cool teacher. Uh, cool but mean. Yeah. I'm strict. I'm hard on I can on relate them. to that. Hey? I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a fine line. you got to show them you care, but you also got to... Show them who's boss. you got to show them who's boss. <laughs> Hence the power suit. Yeah. Fall into the power suit. When you get days. into the power suit, so your mum's killer heels at your wedding... Oh, yeah. Mum wore <laughs> Or this. the combination of both, actually. I know. She wore this, like, bespoke pink power suit to walk me down the aisle. Yeah, with heels bigger and brighter than my future, but anyway. <laughs> and, like, these sparkly <laughs> AF Jimmy Choo pumps. Yeah. They were impressive. They were impressive. But also, I also had the same pair, so we wore the same shoes, which was the best thing ever. Yeah. My feet hurt, like heck is after though I'm not gonna lie worth it walking up and down that driveway for photos yeah oh mama worth it it was worth it my back was sore for three days glorious photos yeah great photos that photo of you and me hugging outside the church one of my faves me too yeah obvious reasons we'll we'll put it up somewhere you'll see it it's the best it's there it's there we love that guess what's there we're done you made it through your first podcast yay what's your heart rate I reckon it's still high I can feel my heart racing. I reckon it's still high. Well, it'll still be high now because we just peaked. Yeah. I reckon it's still high. Again, uh, Apple Watch, give us five. Tessie texted. <laughs> 70. 70. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. How did you go? I'm sure you were amazing. Well, yes, you were amazing. I was Tessie. Hey, Tess, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. I only cried once. And I think we knocked it out of the park. Damn right we did. Yeah. On that note, we're out of here. I'm going to get an apple. I'm going to get athletics. I'm going to eat food first. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that too. But guess what? Yeah. Lucy's going to send us out. Bye, Lucy. Have a good day.